0: in Hollywood that year became another step in a career that can only be described as meteoric. It began on Broadway, expanded onto the radio airwaves, and then, literally overnight, burst into the world's spotlight. Where Wells' 23 years set forth in fiction form, Time magazine reported in 1938, any self-respecting critic would damn the story as too implausible for serious consideration. The often-told story of Wells' early years was indeed as improbable as one could imagine. Born in 1915 in Kenosha, Wisconsin, George Orson Wells was labeled a marvel from the moment he could speak, a youthful prodigy who has been described over the decades with varying degrees of accuracy as being able to read at two, discuss world affairs at three, and write plays before he was nine. The word genius was whispered into my ear at an early age, the first thing I ever heard while I was still mewling in my crib, said Wells, so it never occurred to me that I wasn't until middle age. Wells's rapid progress was so impressive that it became an endless source of jokes, even among those closest to him. When in 1940 publicist Herbert Drake asked Dr. Maurice Bernstein, Wells's one-time guardian and surrogate father, for details about his former ward's childhood, Bernstein replied that little Orson arrived in Kenosha on the 6th of May, 1915. On the 7th of May, 1915, he spoke his first words. He said, I am a genius. By May 15th, he seduced his first woman. Recognizing the many exceptional qualities of their son, Richard and Beatrice Wells provided him with a near-bohemian upbringing filled with art, music, literature, travel, and theater. But his parents separated when Wells was four, and his father was an alcoholic. Young Orson's unconventional lifestyle, which became still more independent after Wells's mother died when he was nine years old, his father when he was fifteen, instilled in him an uncanny ability for creative expression early in his life. As a teenager, Wells had the stage presence and free-spirited personality of an actor far beyond his years. While attending camp as a ten-year-old, Wells produced a stage adaptation of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, Later, at the Todd School in Woodstock, Illinois, the one structured educational influence of Welles's life, he starred and directed in some thirty school plays, all before his sixteenth birthday. His was not a perfect pathway to adulthood, however. With a lifestyle of his own choosing and without parents for guidance, young Orson was indulged by others without boundaries. He saw the unlimited possibilities in life, but had no checks on his creative and personal appetites. In some ways, said Roger Hill, another father figure in Wells' life, he was never really a young boy. Still a teenager, Wells traveled to Ireland to paint, but when his money dwindled he visited Dublin and tried to convince Hilton Edwards and Michal MacLiamore, co-founders of the renowned Gate Theatre, that he was not a young vagabond, but actually an experienced Broadway actor. I don't know what possessed me to tell that whopper, Wells later admitted. Neither Edwards nor MacLiamore was duped but they both recognized Wells's potential. "'I saw this brilliant creature of sixteen, telling us he was nineteen and had lots of experience. It was obvious to us he had none at all,' said Macliamor. "'But he was more than brilliant, and we said we simply must use that boy.'" Wells was cast in Gate Productions in his first role, Top Build at Sixteen, as a nobleman in the stage version of Leon Feuchtwanger's Jew Sooth. Wells then performed roles in Hamlet, Death Takes a Holiday, and more productions at The Gate and other theaters in Dublin before moving on to further adventures. Two years later, Wells would himself direct Edwards and Macriamore in summer stock productions in Illinois. When Wells returned to the United States, he put his natural charm and commanding physical presence to good use. Wells advanced quickly. In July 1934, he was at the Todd School, producing local plays. Five months later, he was appearing on Broadway. Still in his teens, Wells was becoming a sought-after theatrical performer. But even in his early years, acting was not enough to satisfy Wells's unique creative yearnings, and he leveraged success as an actor into opportunities as a director. In 1934, he was noticed by producer John Hausman, who signed the nineteen-year-old to appear in his Phoenix Theatre production of Panic. The play survived only three performances— but the hausman wells relationship continued in an alliance that was as professionally dynamic as it was emotionally explosive. On one day, Hausman and Wells would be praising each other and exchanging effusive messages, while on the next they would be embroiled in explosive arguments, including, later, one very public display in Hollywood that involved flaming projectiles.